This special San Francisco Comic-Con panel is brought to you by Gamefly. You know what's awesome? Going to Comic-Con. You know what sucks? Staying at home. You know what makes staying at home kind of more awesome? It's playing some video games. I mean, I love playing games. Right now, I'm on The Witcher 3. That's a great game. Um, it's a great game you can get through Gamefly. What Gamefly does is they offer you, for a monthly subscription fee, they will send you a game for you to play, or also Blu-rays and DVDs as well. Basically, you play a game, and then when you're done with it, you send it back, and they send you another game. And it's all on the same low monthly fee. Um, they have over 8,000 new and used games in their uh, archive. And you can also play games that if you don't even have a console. They have a thing now with uh, LG Smart TV, Samsung Smart TVs, and the Amazon Fire TV where you can play games streaming through, this, through Gamefly service. So it's pretty awesome. It's a really great service if, you, if you're not sure about a game that you want to play, like say No Man's Sky perfect example um, that game is not for everybody and i would highly recommend that if you do get gamefly uh try that game out using gamefly so you can see whether or not you think it sucks or not because i'm kind of on the fence still about that game even though i'm playing it it's still hard to say whether or not it's a great game so yeah um it's it's great it's great for gamers on a budget so yeah definitely check it out if you go to gameflyoffer.com forward slash be then bti you will get a free month of service on us so yeah definitely it's it's a sweet deal you get to basically try out games for free for a month so once again go to gameflyoffer.com forward slash be then bti and we'll appreciate it and now on with the panel all right well welcome um i am cthulhu's prodigy on blacker than black times infinity's podcast we are going to talk about diversity alongside me i have chronos how's it going everybody and old ninja <laughs> He's much older than he looks, and he looks wow. old. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to talk about diversity. Actually, Kronos, why don't you tell uh, the audience a little bit about why we're having this panel, and then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, who we are. Yeah, so uh, the reason why we're having this panel is because we've been on a couple of panels for diversity, and they didn't go necessarily the way that we'd like them to go. And so, um, we decided to have our own panel on diversity to kind of... Um, talk about inclusion of everybody that includes Caucasians, which for some reason people talk about diversity to kind of exclude people that aren't brown or, you know, from Asia or something. So, and we, we had a, a, a real problem with that after we were on panels and we, we kind of sat down by ourselves and we, and we talked about it. So we really wanted to, uh, to highlight some of the good things about diversity uh, that are currently in uh, games, media, um, comics, all that stuff, and then also what's bad about uh, uh, diversity right now, in our opinion, of course. You guys can differ your opinions from ours, it's fine. So, While we're discussing things, you can certainly raise your hand, you can comment out, you know, we'll, this is going to be an open, fun dialogue, so that's... Yeah, and even though our, our, the name of our podcast is called Black and Black Times Infinity, it's like, we're not actually an Afrocentric podcast, we talk about things from everywhere, uh, we include everybody, so it's, the reason why we have the name is because, well, it sounds cool, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> nothing's blacker than Black Times Infinity, right? Yeah, there you so, go. Yeah. <laughs> Except for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we actually got the name of the podcast from uh, a death metal show. It's called Metalocalypse. And uh, he was talking about it's Black and the Black is Black Times Affinity. And I'm a huge Death Clock fan, saw him live and stuff. So, yeah. There we go. A little bit about the podcast. Um, so, we've been going on for about a year and a half. It's uh, based out of previously Hayward, now San Leandro. Um, it's dank as hell. It's guys just sitting around talking about comics, anime, games. In detail, arguing with each other a whole lot. Yeah, you're um, not gonna hear the same opinions. We're not just gonna. It's not gonna be a circle. Yeah. There's kids in here, so we're gonna make sure did. that we edit ourselves because there's children in here. Yeah. So if we say some off words, <laughs> yeah. 
But the cast itself uh, is for mature audiences. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything you want to say on Ninja? No, I think we covered it. All right, cool. <laughs> All right let's get into it. Okay. Um, I heard that uh, this audience, because you told me just five minutes ago, um, is into, obviously, anime and gaming. Why don't we start a little bit with that in terms of some of the things that are going extremely positively. Um, now, with anime, how many of you have seen Machiko and Hatchet? Just a couple Still hands people. up. Okay. Right. You typically don't see people of color starring as the main characters in anime. And it's been a criticism that I think is a little unjust because obviously anime is pre- predominantly uh, based in Japan or coming out of Japan. That's part of what makes anime anime. But this one actually has characters coming out of Brazil. African or people of African descent in Brazil doing incredible anime stuff. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning as a example of something with diversity in anime that I'd like to recommend just straight off the bat. Yeah, it's by uh, Shinshiro Watanabe, which, uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's the same person who made uh, Cowboy, Be- Cowboy Bebop and uh, Samurai Champloo. So it's of the highest quality. It, it's a very good, and it's a short series, just like all those other animes. It's about, I think it's 12 episodes long. It's about something like that. Yeah, but it's, it's a great story, and uh, the main character is... Uh, is interesting because it's a lead female who doesn't take crap from anybody. She's gangster. Let's yeah, just she call her what she is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's shooting. She's slicing up. She's doing it all. You yeah. know, she's just bad. I love her. Uh, it was on Cartoon Network for a little bit. I don't know if it's still on. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. You might be able to catch it on Cartoon Network's website, but if not, there's probably like Hulu and well, it'll, Crunchy it'll be, Rolls. It'll be on Adult Swim, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There is uh, some gratuitous violence in the okay. show. So, okay. Yeah. What about, should we dive in a little bit with what, what's going on in terms of the world of comics and replacement characters? Do you guys know what replacement characters are for comics in terms of uh, characters that perhaps get their gender or race switch or the whole new character is replacing someone else? Go ahead. Yeah, that, that's a good example. Um, one of the more recent... Well, that's the most recent one, right? Which I hate that they kind of already knew about Riri Williams being the next sort of iron person but I don't like that now that the media sees that there's money in comic books they're spoiling it for us and I'm just like stop telling me things that aren't out yet because first of all they didn't tell us about Riri Williams came out like earlier this year and the first comic she was in the media was totally silent and for some reason I think one person just read it like oh my goodness this is a you know a black character like let's tell everybody that was great but then once they said they gave up the new name and what she's going to do I'm like I'd rather read that and see the whole story so I mean that that was kind of a bummer and she's not a female version of Iron Man she's just uh, a girl who's 16 that figures out how to build an Iron Man suit and and Tony Stark's helping her so I don't know if she's going to be she's not going to be like a what's the other the War Machine she shouldn't be like War Machine so, because one of her main problems was she couldn't figure out how to fly correctly because it, she didn't have an AI. And so that's why Iron Man came in. Isn't she one that was supposed to be like the smartest people to understand? She's one of them. Uh, the first one is supposed to be a Moon Girl, right? right. Yeah, and she's who's also a, um, a, diverse, a diverse character. She's like in elementary school, something yeah. like that. She's got, a pet, like she's got a pet dinosaur. Devil the dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bright red T Rex, which looks cool as hell. Yeah, my, my daughter loved that. I have a thirteen-year-old daughter, and she loved that comic. Yeah. So. The other thing that's going on in terms of the world of comics um, and, and replacement characters, have you heard of X-23? Yes. Okay. So X-23's been around for quite a while. Right now, you would know her as the, uh, the all-new Wolverine. Oh, 
Okay, so spoilers. <laughs> Logan's dead. Well, he's temporarily dead, probably. Yeah. In the comics, everybody's going to come back at some point, but he's been dead for a little while now. It's been a couple years. Well, he's dead, but then they also did a, a kind of a weird thing where they have an old man Logan version of him. So Logan's technically still in it, but it's from a different universe. I'm like, whatever comics. Yeah. Just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, it's going to be old man Logan. Well, potentially, yeah. yeah we're, we're hoping to see that. I don't know if it's completely been confirmed. Confirmed. No. Yeah. And so usually I, I have problems with uh, replacement characters if they're just going to take um, one character and then just replace it with a different ethnicity or, or, or gender. But they seem to be on a roll of getting it right this time. I, I didn't have a, a problem with uh, the new Thor, um, who's, a, who's a female. I'm not going to go up who it is, but uh, it's an interesting character. But when they first said it, I was like, but Thor, that's just actually his name. I'm like, how are they going to replace Thor? Yeah. But then the story was written in such a way to where it basically gives up his name to the new Thor. And then once you figure out who the new, new Thor is, it's, it's very, uh, very interesting. Yeah, my only issues with the Thor replacement, though, um, Thor Odinson, male Thor, um, he's not worthy, he loses his arm, he's completely cast aside. I know that he's coming back at some point, but... But he's still around. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I know he's coming he's back with Mjolnir and all of that at some point, but he's kicked out the door and replaced, completely given the boot. I like some of the things that they're doing with female Thor, um, and I will always call her Fem Thor or Female Thor because Thor's real name is Thor, you know, and, and that's just never going to change. It's also very peculiar because Marvel has successful movies with Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth or whatever playing Thor. The world knows Thor as this blonde male gentleman, you know, and not as many people, I think a very small fraction, are reading the comics and thinking that this is uh, the Thor from now on. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. see. What about Miles Morales? Yes, that's, that's another great, great example. example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to jump. Go ahead. Miles Morales won me over. Now, okay, Peter Parker, 50, 60 years of history, incredible, iconic hero. Miles Morales does not replace Peter Parker. Miles Morales comes from the ultimate universe, completely separate Earth. And eventually, after Secret Wars and whatnot, you know, gets over into our version of Earth or whatever and works alongside Peter Parker. But Miles Morales is his own hero with his own set of powers that are unique from Peter Parker and is not a replacement Spider-Man. He's basically an alternate, ultimate Spider-Man and his own character in its own right. And I love him. Yeah, he's pretty great. And then another one that did, just happened recently is uh, the Hulk. Um, as some of you may or may not know the Hulk is dead, but there's a new Hulk, and he's uh, he's Asian. He's an Asian kid. He's, I think he's 16 years old as well. Um, he's pretty cool because he's like he's way different from the other Hulk because he's angry for different reasons. He's angry because he's a teenager, right? right. And so <laughs> it's really interesting to me to to read his stories because he's a teenager and being the Hulk, and the way that he calms down from being the Hulk um, is interesting as well. But he also doesn't understand the full potential of the Hulk, and he doesn't know that if he um, goes on a rampage, what destruction can, can lie there. So it, it's, it's great to see him kind of try to balance it as a kid. And I would say not enough people are actually reading those stories. The no. Hulk has, again, Bruce Banner Hulk has 50, 60 years of history. He's had TV shows. He's had movies. He's had this whole life in the world of Marvel. To me, he's on Mount Rushmore of Marvel. Yeah. And he has been replaced, but, you know... The popularity hasn't quite kicked in yet, and we'll see what happens, but he's there. 
He's there in, in the mix for certain. Are you guys read? What are you guys reading right now in terms of diverse quote unquote comics that uh, that you are enjoying? Anybody? Miss Marvel. Marvel. That always comes right. up. That's a great comic. Thank you. Take that. <laughs> yeah, I, I read Miss Marvel. She's a a Muslim American that gets. Uh, she's an Inhuman, so she gets hit by the Terrigan Mist, and she basically has stretchy type powers. Like Mister Fantastic. Like Mister yeah. Fantastic, okay. sort of. Yeah. Plastic Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plastic Man's awful. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. I don't care if he was first. Yeah, he, Mr. Fantastic. But he, he's got those glasses, though. You got those glasses. Yeah, Miss Marvel looks cool. Yeah, I, I need to read more of her. And actually, Miss Marvel interacts a lot with um, Miles Morales now because they're both in the newer Avengers. So yeah, it's pre- it's pretty interesting. Real quick, so uh, what's his name that was on Community um, that wants to play Miles Morales? Donald yeah, yeah, Donald yeah. Glover, who I like. You know. He's just too old. He's too old. Yeah. Y'all need to stop with that stuff. He's way too old to play Miles Morales. Miles Morales is 13. He's like 38. <laughs> they say black don't crack, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying. That dude is old, though. <laughs> so while we're talking about diverse comics, uh, there were some ones that you guys brought up yesterday that some people may not have been here yesterday you guys want to talk about. I know there's one that uh, we I think we were all reading, which is by... I believe he's local art, uh, local writer and artist Jimmy Johnson. Well, let, Jimmy, yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's preface that real quick. Um, we always uh, kind of preach about diverse. Com- well, not just diverse comics, but we do preach diverse comics on our podcast because a lot of folks don't hear about them, right? And so, what we've been hearing recently is people complaining about no diversity in comic book movies and comic books in general. At which point, I get angry because I'm like, you're obviously not reading comics because comics are very diverse. Um, uh, case in point, there's a comic called Nighthawk, which deals with um, current issues uh, in Chicago with police brutality and then gang violence on both sides. And he's basically fighting a war on both sides. And um, they canceled the comic book because nobody bought it. And I was like, where's everybody else complaining about no diversity? This is a, You have a black superhero that's basically a black Batman, but whatever. But he's in Chicago to deal with police brutality, and nobody bought the comic. But people are complaining. It's the same thing with, uh, with Power Lines. Power Lines is much more close to home. This is a, um, a story that's in the Benicia area in Richmond area, and it's a story about how uh, a gangster he was, who's black gets superpowers, and then a racist old white lady gets similar powers, and they're kind of interconnected. And after four issues, they canceled it because nobody was buying it. And real quick, just to piggyback on that, Marvel published Nighthawk. Yes. Not a very obscure, you know, third-party... Uh, comic book company. This was, again, Marvel Comics. And then the Image did Power Lines. So, it, they need support, and they didn't get it. And so, I think those are two terrible examples of folks not putting their money where their mouth is when it comes to diversity in comic books. Yeah, I roll those dice almost every week. My my com- How much do I spend on comics a week? I usually spend over 70 bucks on comics yeah. every single week, and I, I usually read every single one of them. And uh, I, I ones that I see that are Obscure. Like I just started reading Snot Girl. You ever heard of that comic? It's it's a great it's a great comic actually. It's about this girl who's a, a blogger, a fashion blogger who has bad allergies, and then at the at, at the end of the comic, um, somebody dies, and you're like, how this person die? So I, I didn't get number two, but I decided to buy it because the name was funny. So, but it was a great comic. <laughs> going to say in terms of the movies, like there's the whole Mary Jane controversy. Yeah, that's one thing that we're going to get into. So go, go ahead. So um, Zendaya, uh, who's biracial from Oakland, local girl, uh, got tapped to be Mary Jane in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie, which looks to be the blackest movie in the history of film. Oh, uh, real quick, we have folks in the back now. Can you all hear us in the back? Okay. All right, cool. Thank you. 
Yeah. Uh, so she, the, the controversy is that she's not white with red hair, which every version of Mary Jane throughout the history has been. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying Mary Jane is typically not a superhero. There may be some obscure comic that you can find where you can see her wearing the Spider-Man costume. I don't give a... I don't care about that. <laughs> not a superhero. Language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a superhero. Thanks, really is just Peter Parker's girlfriend and eventually wife or whatever. So I put it outside of the realm of a superhero change in terms of ethnicity because of that. That's that's where I draw the line. But, you know. Yeah, so... This this happening this is happening more and more. Like with Aquaman's a perfect example of uh, changing a superhero. If you guys didn't know Aquaman, who's he's playing Arthur, and he's a white guy, and he's not yoked like that dude is. That dude's yoked. Jason. <laughs> yeah, Jason Momoa is yoked. Um, but Jason Momoa is great. I mean, he's a likable character, so he's, he's gonna probably play a, a very good Aquaman, um, which I'm interested to see. But a lot of people they, they don't really care when they change certain characters, and for me. I care every single time just a little bit only because I know that they're diverging from the original storyline. And uh, if we look historically through comic book movies, the closer they stay to the source material, the better the material was uh, in visual means. So every comic book movie that came out, if they stayed close to the material, you know, it was great. Um, there's only one real company that's staying close to the source material, I think, right now, and it's Netflix. Um, Netflix stayed very close to the source material for Daredevil and for Jessica Jones and and Luke Cage when it comes out. Yeah, I'm f- fairly certain it'll be close to the source material. And but, everybody, but nobody ever read Jessica Jones before that. Don't, yeah. don't lie, don't lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Read that. Yeah, try try and read it. Well, we I, I picked it up and uh, I was like, no. <laughs> well, it's it was back in like the the Marvel Max days, right? It's back when um, Image was first getting big, where they had. Uh, edgier comics for adults and so they have the Marvel Max line Jessica Jones is part of that it was edgier but it's got like this really antiquated art style and it's not written that great um, the one thing that was weird though is that the purple man in the comics was actually purple so yes. he's not in the com- he's not in the, in the show but it's fine yeah. Yeah. he's still one of my favorite villains of all time he's good he's good I got a quick question for y'all Are y'all watching CW's The Flash Yes. Okay. Or, or any of the Arrowverse shows. No, yes. we're not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the only reason why I bring up The Flash, because I think it's one of the perfect examples of a blended, diverse cast that is appealing to absolutely everybody. I mean, it warms my heart, literally, when I see Barry Allen called Joe Dad. Not stepdad, not anything else, just plain old dad. Even though he has a real life dad. You know, that's locked up and went out for menthol cigarettes or whatever the heck it is. Sorry, I was, I was, but, but it's you know, there's a family bond there, and then you have Iris, who is white in the comics and is universally appealing to everybody. And I think for whatever reason that changed, similar potentially to how Zendaya is going to do as Mary Jane. Someone who doesn't have superpowers, who's a girlfriend or potential love interest of a uh, main character with superpowers, and they changed their race, and it didn't matter. That's what I'm hoping Marvel will be able to do in Spider-Man: Homecoming. But well, I like that it doesn't feel it doesn't feel forced yeah. in the show at all. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it when somebody uh, makes it a point to where it's like this show has these people, and this is why you should watch it because they're this. I just want to watch the show and enjoy it. Like I, I didn't watch uh, the Flash for a long time. 
it actually just came a running, a running joke in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch it because I, I just missed it from the beginning. You know how it is. How there's like so many seasons. You just can't watch it. Yeah, and so every week these guys were talking about it. I was just like, I don't really care anymore. But I, I, I eventually watched the first couple episodes, and it's, and it's great. It's a good show. Yeah, it doesn't feel forced at all. Yeah. I was actually going to say, like, uh, in the DCEU, how they cast Iris. I mean, she's black in the movies. Yeah, she will be in the movies, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They yeah. Plan- I wonder if they're going to change her in the comic, because uh, that's what they did with... Uh, uh, Nick Fury? Yeah, Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually a, one of the prime examples of changing uh, a character to a different uh, ethnicity, and, and everybody was okay with that. But they actually kind of yeah. made it okay in the comics. There's the, the Ultimate Universe, and then the, the was the Six One Six Universe. So yeah. one of those comic things I don't like to do, but you know whatever. I mean, there's been time. There's been plenty of times where Hollywood's done it, and nobody says anything. Like back in the in eighty in the eighty nine Batman, uh, Harvey Dent was black. He was Billy yeah. Williams. Right. Nobody said anything when he came out. <laughs> Nobody said nothing. But then, like, when, yeah, when you change, uh, you change other characters in, like, recent movies. Now everyone throws, like, with the holes and uh, the whole Mary Jane thing. Everything, everyone's throwing a huge fit. And it's like, this has been done before. Hollywood's going to continue to do it. Um, the question is, does it really matter to you as a fan? Well, one reason why it matters to me as a fan, I already said the thing about staying close to the comic, but another reason why is because I want to have original heroes and villains that are of different ethnicities. I'm tired of seeing them basically take uh, a character and then just switch it with no explanation, and then they use all the same storylines from that character, but it's just a different ethnicity just to get the points for that ethnicity to try to get that other demographic in. What I want to see are new heroes that are different ethnicities that have new stories. And that's not what we're getting right now. That, that's one of the ways that we're kind of far behind as far as diversity goes. I can't really think of a, of a new uh, superhero. Sorry, Hancock. That's the only one I can think of that was an original hero that was in a movie. Other than that, when they, when they have a new hero, it's usually uh, a, a copy of something. And I, and I hate, it's getting old to me now. Why don't we give that uh, wonderful example of the Chinese Superman? Yeah, I was looking forward to that one, the, the new Superman. I was looking forward to it for like months when I heard about it. I was like, cool, he's, he's Chinese. I want to see why they made Superman Chinese. And then I read it, and I was like, this is great, until the last page. And then Batman, and Wonder Woman came in, and it said, Batman of China and Wonder Woman of China. And I was like, how dare you knock off these superheroes? I was like, just make new superheroes, you know? And then I, that, the next comic, I, I usually give a comic, two comics, all right? So I bought the next one, and they had a Justice League of China. And I was like, you know what? Done. I almost burned it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it reeks of, of pandering for, you know, a very specific purpose, and the execution wasn't there. That, that's part of the issue, too. You know, when you don't do it well and execute on introducing something where there's a clear explanation. I mean, Superman's a Kryptonian. Yeah. And, you know, I know he looks like a white male. I, I completely get that. But he's Kryptonian. Well, this kid is not Kryptonian. So, so yeah. you know, you just can't produce your own mythology instantly and expect everybody to jump on. Well, it's not just producing. It's just ripping off the mythology of a, a well-known and loved, even though I don't love Superman, but a well-known <laughs> and loved superhero. And to me, it seems very cheap, and I think that people are going to notice that. I don't think that comic's going to last very long at all because they did that. I, I really wish that they would change it to make it more original. There you go. Let's uh, switch get, gears. No, yeah, right. switch gears a little bit. Um, gaming. Mm. A lot of stuff right now going on in terms of the world of gaming and whether uh, what characters should look like and how many uh, characters from uh, different backgrounds are going to play the lead role in gaming. You guys are, some of you, 
gamers right now, PC, console, don't fight amongst each other, right? <laughs> Master Race. Uh, <laughs> okay. um, I console games, so I'm kidding. <laughs> so, um, actually, one of the, my favorite examples right now that I'm playing, and I think you just started, The Witcher 3. The Witcher is one of those like 10 out of 10 games for me where you can just live in that world. Um, Wait, hold on. For the parents in this room, not a game for kids. All right? Yeah, definitely. Not a game for kids. Not, yeah. <laughs> but for that game, I would say 98%, maybe 99% of the characters are, are white. 100? Maybe 100, yeah. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but it's so good and fits with that realm and fantasy you shouldn't care and I don't think most gamers actually did care well I didn't know that it was actually article um, on it where they because they mentioned I think there was some criticisms about it but I personally had I didn't have an issue with it because it just fit the setting of yeah. the story and so I didn't take offense because um, you know well there's no one who's brown you know um, I just think it, it's I think I, I didn't know this until after I started playing. I just started playing the game, but I, I believe it was written by or was made in Poland, right? Yes. Yeah. So that that partially explains to why everybody's white. It was just fine with me. Um, I, I think if somebody uh, is making their vision of what a game or a book or whatever should be, and they have no experience with another ethnicity, and they don't necessarily have the time or people around them to understand that, then they pretty much have no place into making those characters. If they do, you're going to get some kind of caricature of those ethnicities it's going to seem very cheap um, so I don't mind that, it, that it's all white as long as it's you know the, the story's well written um, I think one of the franchises that we've I talk about a lot on the podcast which I, all of us here have played is the Mass Effect series yeah that's correct so that I believe is probably the best one out there that has the great example of diversity one you can build your own character you can make it male, female or whatever color skin you want and then all of your companions are all diverse they're human alien uh basically a sorry i know uh prodigy loves krogans uh that's like his favorite race that's, his, that's how he plays and if, if he could be a Krogan in real life he'd be a Krogan. yeah he, he, would. Would. he would just he kick would. down doors with a shotgun and just yeah just start blasting he's like everyone. terrible to play with in multiplayer games yeah jenkins yeah he pretty much is but i i think that was uh that series has the best diversity in gaming I've ever seen, and it's probably why I love it so much. Is because uh, in the game you learn about new races and cultures, especially in depth. If you talk to them, if you if you're curious about it, if you don't care, you can just skip right through and just start killing people. It doesn't matter. But if you're interested in learning about new races and cultures, you can talk to them, and they'll tell you about what's going on. Uh, there are some human players in the game, non PC, non playable characters that let you know about their family history and whatnot. So you get a little bit of grounding about each character, but still, uh, if you've never tried it, um, it's not backwards compatible or anything yet, but if you have an older console, I highly recommend it. Uh, it'll take you thousands of hours, but it's it's definitely worth it. Fair warning, though. The, the first one, the gameplay kind of sucks. Yeah. But, yeah, the, but the story's actually, great. Yeah, the story's yeah. great all throughout. So. We had a hand up or something back there. So, there we go. On the yeah. PS4 or the PS3, though? PS3. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, cool. We hope that they've remastered. One of the other things I want to... That was a rumor. Yeah, yeah I hope they do. But one of the other things that I appreciated about that game and that franchise, and I can't wait for uh, the next one, Andromeda, I Andromeda think it's called. Yeah. Actually, you know, there's 
uh, homosexual relationships that you could have too. Oh uh, yeah, there's bisexual. Uh, so this game characters. Is, this game is and not I thought for that children. They, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, they, but they incorporated that so well into the story. If you make those decisions and choices, and still had it, uh, you know, with incredible gameplay and all of these RPG elements. So that was one of the first games that I had played that had that in there, and I thought it was. It was cool. It, it was just it worked well. So yeah, it's a, it also made it also made history being the first game to promote its female lead because they had a male and female lead in the Femme game. Shep. Yeah, so you could be the beloved Femshep, and there's actually a commercial promoting the game using that character. And actually, in Andromeda, I think the main character that they were kind of pushing was female, so they yeah. didn't even show the the. Well, Shepard's not going to be in it anyway. No, Shepard's been yeah. there. There should be a female lead, which I'm fine with. Which is kind of it brings up another thing is that when I play games, I don't really care what ethnicity or gender the character is. I'm going in to see their experience. I don't really bring my experience into it. I just want to enjoy the story. And I think a lot of people miss that when they complain about um, characters not being this or being that. It's like if you enjoy the story, then that's all that really matters, you know? That's all that should really matter, yeah. in, in my opinion as well. Like, it. It shouldn't matter what your character looks like. What matters is the story and if the controls work. If, the, yeah. <laughs> if your controls are broken or whatnot, I'm going to stop playing. I'm probably going to tweet at you like you made a broken game. Go kill yourself. You're going to do some angry tweets. I've yeah, seen I'll probably, tweets. Yeah, I'll probably do some angry tweets. Some pictures that probably kids shouldn't see, stuff like that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we plenty of stuff. Go ahead. Well, or let's go go back to comics a little bit. Um, who's reading Rebirth? DC Rebirth. Nobody's <laughs> reading wow. DC Rebirth at all. I'm not even. One person. person. All right. You have two people. All right. Cool. What are you reading in, in Rebirth? Say again. Flash. You like okay. it so far? Did you pick up the first Rebirth where it had the Flash in it? Okay. Cool. Cool. And in the back, the guy who's reading Rebirth. What are you reading? Very good. So I am typically not a DC fan. Um, up until I got well, first of all, let me rewind a little bit. So I got back into comics because my daughter, she's a teenager now, but a couple of years ago, she, uh, she was not doing very well in reading. In reading, so I decided, hey, let's do something that's easy for her to read. So I got her some comics. She's a huge Harley Quinn fan. So I started going to the comic shop. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back into comics because I used to read comics when I was a kid. Then I joined the Marine Corps, became an adult, didn't read anything except for like manuals and stuff, which sucked. Um, <laughs> then I decided to get back into comics, and it was like this is a great time to be an adult in comics. But um, when I was reading DC stuff, it just didn't really appeal to me. It was around the same time when Convergence came out, which is hot garbage. I, I couldn't believe how bad it was. Last year. Yeah, so I decided to uh, wait for Rebirth, which I heard really good things about, and it is really good. Um, I haven't read. Except, I'm sorry, except for the new Superman that I talked about before, I haven't read a bad Rebirth comic yet. So if you, if you have a chance, if you're not normally a DC reader, check out their comics. I'm reading uh, right now Green Lanterns with an S. There's two of them. The one with the S is the one that I, that I like reading. It has um, two Green Lanterns. Um, one's name is... Um, Simon Baz. Simon Baz. What's the girl's name? Jessica Cruz. Jessica, Jessica Cruz. Cruz. There you go. Uh, Jessica Cruz is agoraphobic. Big word for she doesn't like going outside. So... Um, which is interesting for Green Lantern. Yeah, and, and she can't make constructs either yet, which is interesting for Green Lantern. And uh, Simon Boz is a, a Muslim male who got thrown in jail. Um, it wasn't uh, legit. So he's, he's in jail. What do you call it when you get thrown in jail? It's not legit. False crimes, false Yeah, false allegations. Yeah, false there we go. False allegations. He's in jail. I, I believe he went to Guantanamo. Yeah, yeah he did. And he, and he got his ring when he was in jail. So, and then he got out of jail. And so they're both on the same team, but they're not, they don't like each other. And so Hal Jordan saw that, and he made them take their, their uh, lanterns and they fuse them together. So they have to have teamwork. 
And because, you know, um, Jennifer... Um, Jessica. Jessica. Jessica is... Jessica is uh, Sort of on the weaker side, Simon Boz is kind of like kicking down the doors, Krogan style, and he <laughs> and they don't really work together. So it's a really interesting dichotomy in the in the book so far. I'm liking it, and it has the um, Red Lanterns in it, yeah, which is also in uh, Justice League. So it leads into Justice League. Yeah, the one thing, one another interesting thing that Cronus always brings up is that Simon, the character of Simon Baz, carries a gun as a backup, even though he has all these like Green Lantern powers, he still carries a firearm. Which is weird. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't trust his ring. He's, yeah. He always thinks it's going to run out. And he said he's still got bullets. I'm like, those run out too, buddy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so just in my opinion, I think DC Rebirth is absolutely fantastic. I think everybody should be reading it. Even if you're not traditionally a DC Comics fan, it's one of those like series where everything resets and you get an opportunity to start from the very beginning with some of the characters that you already know and should love. Yeah, there's a there's a something for everyone I think in there. Um, right now I'm reading uh, Rebirth Wonder Woman, which has a pretty crazy storyline right now. Uh, definitely Green Lanterns. Uh, Hal Jordan's and the Green Lantern Corps. He has his out. Um, the Batman one started out really yeah. interesting. They have yeah. like they introduced two new characters right off the bat. Let me ask a quick question though. So, do you guys find it acceptable when a white male straight writer creates? and writes characters that are other ethnicities or genders or sexual orientation. If they can write it, they can write it. Like this, yeah. if they can capture like the struggles of that person. There we go. It's kind of like gay actors playing straight people and the other way around. Perfectly fine as long as they execute well on it, right? Yeah. I think one of the best examples of that, and we talked about it a little bit last night, you know, whenever anybody, whenever I hear people who get so angry about, oh, I, I need it to always be this uh, type of person writing this type of story, I always point to the fact that Stan Lee created Black Panther. Yeah. And then usually they, sh- they shut up. Yeah. <laughs> usually. I mean, there's, there's so many diverse, like, writers as well as characters out there. I mean, they should have that ability to create, you know, whatever they want, especially something that they think that the fans are going to like. And I believe as long as they're able to execute well, it shouldn't matter what, what they write. One what. of my favorite things going on right now is Christopher Priest, a black uh, writer that did uh, plenty of incredible runs for Black Panther back in the day in the 80s and 90s. He's writing Deathstroke. And if y'all don't know about Deathstroke, Slade's going to fix it. I mean, this, this guy is a superstar, you know. Because I'm just saying. Yeah, Slade's going to fix it. Fix it, Deathstroke, you know. Um, he's going to be in Justice League or the Batman movie. You saw the quick little teaser thing from Ben Affleck. Hey, it's good stuff. And I'm glad that Christopher Priest is getting an opportunity to write those stories. And I'm, it's compelling so far. Well, Christopher Priest used to also write for Black Panther back in the day. Yep. Back in the Marvel Night days. Um, the first trade that I read wasn't that great. But I heard the second one was, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep oh, reading. Oh, yeah, it got better. Yeah, it definitely yeah. got better. But. You want to talk a little more about, about Black Panther? Yeah, yeah. Do we have any Black Panther fans? Black, Black Panther fans in here? All right. So, did you were you introduced to him through the new Civil War movie? Yes. Is that where most people saw it? No, no. When did you start reading him? Well, no, I meant yes. That I, I mean, I usually get introduced to this stuff through the movies. Like I started reading Dead Waters on the movie. Right. Oh, right. oh wow. Okay. Wait, in the back. Um, oh, no. I mean, I've read comics since the seventies. There you okay. go. So you saw him basically come up. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What did you think about the depiction in the film? Yeah, I was uh, very surprised on how well it went. And I, I liked. Actually, I was really surprised because the guy has a Brooklyn accent. 
And I was like, I thought he was African in the movie. So, yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I, I like talking about Black Panther because um, I, I started reading um, the new Avengers. Um, for everybody that sees the, the, Black, the new Black Panther explosion of popularity, everybody started picking up the new comics that's by, I always mess up his first name. Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ta-Nehisi Coates, who's a great writer, but one of the things that he didn't do great with the new Black Panther comic was he didn't explain why uh, Wakanda was destroyed. Um, and so if, if you're a fan of Black Panther, you want to understand what happened before the new Black Panther comics, I, w- I would uh, recommend that you go back and read the Jonathan Hickman run of New Avengers, and then after that, read Secret Wars, and that will lead you directly into uh, Black Panther number one, the most recent one. And it's a lot of history. Um, especially, there's basically a war going on between uh, Atlantis and Wakanda. Yeah, Namor. Yeah, and then there's also a, a war going on between uh, Thanos and the, the Black Order yep. and Wakanda. So it explains a lot of why Wakanda is destroyed. Because I remember, for, I remember thinking of, when I read, picked up the comic, I started reading, it and I was like, if I was new to this, I'd be like, I heard Wakanda's bad, like really good, and I was like, but it's destroyed. Why is that? And then I really explained that. So if you just go back and read New Avengers, Secret Wars, you'll get it. I'm gonna do a quick PSA. How come Halloween? Couple more months. I don't want to see or hear about any kind of crap when it comes to folks all of all different shades dressing up as T'Challa. It's okay. Don't do that. It's perfectly fine. And I, and I really mean that. Just like cosplayers for everybody, right? Yeah, it should be. Everybody's allowed to love Black Panther. So to piggyback on that, did, did anyone go to the Heroes and Villains Fans Fest in San Jose last weekend? Yeah, so last, last weekend I had the chance to see a white male dressed as Black Panther. Right on. And I gave him props for it. He had his son with him and everything. He was in full, just like in the MCU movie. And, you know, I, I wanted to get a chance to tell him, you know, great job. Cosplay whoever you want. It shouldn't matter because they're all heroes. We all love them, and no one should tell you what you should and should not be able to cosplay as. Yeah, uh, my, my daughter she likes uh, play, cosplaying as Harley Quinn tastefully because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult and she dresses her age. All right, so and then uh, your kids are your son. Yeah, uh, so my son obviously loves the Hulk. He's a smart little boy. Um, <laughs> you know, Deathstro. Yeah, Deathstro, <laughs> Spider Man. Um, well, actually, that, that's kind of funny, uh, the Deathstroke thing. You had to explain. Oh, um, go ahead, yeah. tell that story. That was, that was a tough conversation. So my son, who's, who was five at the time, asked me, Daddy, why do you like villains and people who <laughs> like to kill and murder? Well, it's, it's, it's after he saw Deathstroke kill people. Oh, yeah. Show, yeah. So, in like Arrow and yeah. even in some of the, uh, the animated versions. And so uh, I had to explain a little bit of the lawful evil to him, you know, <laughs> which was a, a fun conversation. But uh, yeah, now he still uses the hashtag fix it Deathstroke. And everything's fine. <laughs> just don't watch Teen Titans Go, I'm just saying. Oh. Yeah, don't watch that. I know <laughs> we have some Teen Titans Go. Awful show. Here. I know we do. No. Somebody's nodding their head. Uh, yeah, uh, there we go. No, terrible. Boycott that show. <laughs> 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 All right, so we want to switch gears a little bit on. Yeah, 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 we, yeah we can keep going. What did we miss? You want to talk about some other diverse comics? Yeah, yes. why not? Oh, is it, anybody here reading Saga? Oh my god, some people are like, oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I read it. You just bought I, it? I, just, I have so many comics I haven't read yet. Okay, I have the same I thing. I literally have uh, a short box that's full of comics I haven't read. Right. So, but I'm going to get around to it. <laughs> but Just a quick point there's actually a couple that I saw earlier. Uh, cosplaying Saga. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It's her baby, so it's their their child, and yeah. that's the, yeah. and they're dressed up. They look nice. 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 
So, Saga, for, the, for those that don't know, first of all, once again, it's a comic that is not for kids. All right? No. Page three, no. not for kids. No. All right? <laughs> so, um, but it's a great comic. It's, uh, it actually goes upon uh, diversity to such an extent to where it's interspecies relationships. And the whole crux of the story is that there's two different species that are supposedly not able to have kids, and they're a warring faction. And uh, these two soldiers end up having a kid, and because it's uh, so frowned upon, everybody wants to kill them because the kid is uh, a hybrid, and they don't want that to be around. And it's a, it's a really great story. It's uh, it's very graphic. It's uh, drawn very well. Um, what's the lady's name that draws that? Fiona Staples. There, there we go. go. Fiona Staples. She's an excellent artist. Um, and if you have a chance, pick it up. It's it's really a great comic. I, it's at my highest recommendation. There you go. Um, I'm gonna piggyback on that and offer one more from Image, and that is my favorite, Rat Queens. And have you read Rat? Anybody read Rat Queens? I saw yeah. copies of it at a stand earlier. Well worth picking up. I'm going to sell you on it right now real quick. It's Lord of the Rings with an all-female cast, for the most part, drinking, okay. taking illicit substances, <laughs> and, uh, and it's violent. But it's still, from a very comedic standpoint, hilarious. And I know that doesn't seem like it'll go together, but it, it works quite, quite well. There you go. Go for the fantasy stuff. It's fun. Well, let's get some stuff that kids can read. Because, I mean, we don't want to talk about just adult stuff, no, right? We got one more adult one. We got to talk about the one that you introduced me to, East of West. Oh, yeah, East yeah, of West. Yeah, you got to talk about East of West. It's a crazy comic about setting, the, like, an alternate version, alternate history, alternate yeah. future history. East of West fan over there. All yeah, right. and it's just it's a lot of craziness because with the four horsemen of the apocalypse come to Earth during the future, and they have to deal with setting up destroying Earth and a lot of crazy stuff and shoes. It's uh, Jonathan Hickman again as great uh, writer. Who's a crazy writer? Uh, I, I'm not. Sh- I think this dude has severe issues, but he has <laughs> he has really severe and crazy storylines. But it's another adult comic that uh, we highly recommend. But definitely read it when your kids are asleep. Yeah, it reads like a uh, Nick Dragota. Nick Dragota is the artist, and it it, it looks kind of like a western when you mm-hmm. read it. Um, it's, he uses a really cool color palette to differentiate uh, the different four horsemen and other factions in the in the comic. Um, great story, great artistry, just a great comic. Yep. Super violent. And, <laughs> yeah. and, if, and if people don't support these brave visions of you know diverse uh, sci-fi or fantasy elements, then they go away. Like mm-hmm. power lines and uh, Nighthawk. Uh, Nighthawk that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's, it's already too late for those those two, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I mean you can actually with power lines they're still selling it. You can pick up the first three that I've seen at probably your local comics here in the Bay. Uh, yeah. I know one in the South Bay sells them. They actually have a huge stack. Once they sell out, that's it. Yeah, I have a couple of signed copies, so I, I got lucky, super lucky. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, let's talk about ones that, that kids can read. Um, there's a comic that I've been reading for a while. Um, one of the best comics to come after Secret Wars is called The Ultimates. And uh, basically, it's the... One you reading it? Fan. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Great. Right. It's a great comic. It, it actually brought in a character who I didn't know about who is the first black superhero, that, for oh. Marvel anyway, that was written by somebody that's black. And his name is Blue Marvel, Blue Marvel. and he's uh, he's very powerful. Um, he's not really the lead, but he's sort of the lead of the Ultimates. He's not really the lead in this one, um, but basically the the Ultimates uh, it's Blue Marvel, the Black Panther, Spectrum, Miss America, who's Latina, and then um, Captain uh, Captain Marvel. And it's uh, it's great because what they do is they go out and fix things universe wide. Because after the events of Secret Wars, the uh, the universe is still fractured with time and space, 
and they're going out to figure out why. And there's also uh, a problem with there's somebody that has the universe in a jail of some sort, which is still trying to flesh out. It's a great comic. Uh, I think they're on like maybe issue 12 by now. Like so you can pick it up, easy read. Oh. Go ahead. It's like Piggy Bang and Blue Marvel. Just like uh, how the great background was portrayed, because he was a superhero from way back when. Yeah. And then they just reintroduced, well, not way back when. He's a new superhero, but at the same time, he was an older superhero. They just had to, like, relax for a little bit because he was just that powerful. Because the moment he lifted up his, uh, his face and showed that he was black, everybody was like, oh, no. The U.S. Yeah. the U.S. government was like, "Oh no!" And they yeah. put him on wraps. Yeah. Uh, some fun facts actually about uh, Blue Marvel is that have you guys seen the Underworld series with the werewolves and vampires thing? So the guy, one of the guys on the show, Kevin Garneau, I believe, Garneau. is a girl. Yeah, the guy with the really deep voice. He's really huge black guy. Uh, he is the creator of Blue Marvel. He's, oh, wow. uh, he's one of the werewolves on there, and he's he also. Wrote the comic for the movie uh, I Frankenstein, so he also wrote that. Not movie. a great movie, but it's not a great movie. But he's he's out there doing work, so he's out there creating characters, doing movies still. He's actually I heard he's a really great guy. Too bad he's not here with us. But has everyone seen the trailer for Doctor Strange? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are we enthusiastic about that trailer? Intrigued. Intrigued a little bit. Anybody so, say anything weird? Do we have any Doctor Strange fans in here? No, about that. All right. I follow all pages on Facebook. I, that's how I learn these things. Oh, okay. So the, there was huge controversy, as most of you have already heard, um, about the ancient one being portrayed by the actress's name is... Hilda Swinton. Here we go. She's... Um, she's a good actress, but yeah, good actress playing a role that looks like it's supposed to be, and traditionally from the comics is a male Asian character. Yeah, um, which is weird because it's not just that he's a, a male Asian character, but everything that he basically represents is uh, his background of being Asian. I think he's a uh, Tibetan. Tibetan. Yeah. You know, that's like that's his thing, and so it'd be like making the Black Panther a different ethnicity. So this is one of the cases where I totally do not find it acceptable when they change the character because it's kind of like the core of the character is part of his ethnicity, and so I think it's, it's kind of wrong that they did that. But the rest of the movie looks great. Yeah, yeah. It really does. But even shaving her head doesn't change that. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. One, one quick. We have one in the back first. Raising your hand way back there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stand up if you don't mind. What do you think of Baron Mordo from the same movie? He was a white male. Now he's his I would Jill. I would go for it. Yeah, yeah, she, she's more. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, his name changed to Phil. They switched race too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's another thing to where they didn't really need to do it. Like I don't understand why they had to do that. Um, but I don't think that uh, Baron Mordo. He wasn't. Like he was a white guy, but it wasn't like part of his character. You know, it wasn't that important that he was a white guy. But I think it was important that in this instance that the ancient one was Tibetan. So it, it, it doesn't work universally to me anyway. Yeah, it fits. Go ahead. Have you guys thoughts on um, the whole Johnny Storm and Michael Bean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I couldn't bring it up. I, I couldn't stand it. I that's what I'm going to tell you. Man, I thought... That was completely done wrong. Yeah. Watched by Sony, but what are your guys' thoughts? Okay. No. <laughs> absolutely not. I, I, I could not stand it. Here's the deal with it, though. Sue Storm... And Johnny are biological, by blood, brother and sister. You know what I mean? And changing that 
It does not work for me. That's too ingrained in the story of the Fantastic Four. We've had too many terrible Fantastic Four movies well, for you to go that route. Aren't they all terrible? I, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. They, they all are, but they didn't have to go there with it. Mm-hmm. And because of that blood brother and sister relationship, it doesn't work. I don't care about trying to say, oh, maybe so and so is adopted. No, it just doesn't work. And and I I thought that that was terrible on diversity, and it wasn't fair to Michael B. Jordan, who I like in a whole lot of roles. He's an extremely talented actor, but you can't do that. You can't put him in that box. Oh. Yeah, from what I heard, from, I, didn't re- I didn't watch the movie because the, the way that I protest movies is by not watching them at all. <laughs> uh, but I heard that they didn't really have that, that uh, dynamic of being brother and sister. They didn't really mm-hmm. interact very much, and it's like that's very uh, lazy on the part of the writers. So yeah, I actually watched this atrocity, and uh, yeah, it definitely was not. There was no brother sister love. Like the the one, the only actor that had that kind of cement was the the guy who played the dad. If you watch House of Cards, he's on that show. Um, but other than that, they totally were not. To me, they were not Johnny and Sue Storm. They did not have that bond that we've known and loved in the comics. I would have been okay if Reed had been his, if his ethnicity had changed. I would have been okay with that. But Sue and Johnny, they're brother and sister. Yeah. Like that needed that needed to stay from the source material. So yeah. Speaking of uh, source material, and we'll switch to anime because um, I know some of you watch anime in here. Um, anybody watch Ghost in a Shell? At all? Oh no! So did, you, oh, wow. did you see that they're they're, they're gonna make um, the yeah, main character? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're gonna make Scarlett Johansson the, the the main character who's a female and she's Asian. She's Japanese. Yeah. Um, Isn't she a cyborg? So it doesn't really. It doesn't. It doesn't really. But, but I'll, I will tell you where I threw my hat down. Um, is where they said that they were going to go back and CGI her face to make her look more Asian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, how dare you? You can't, you can't do that. You can just get an Asian actress. Like, if you need an Asian actress, there's plenty of them out there. Just go, go find one. Let's yeah. get a question over here. You've been waiting patiently. So, where, where do you draw the line to, like, going back to canon versus innovating? It's um, a good question. Ooh, because, good question. Um, you know, some of the writers, Fantastic Four was a horrible movie. But, but what they were saying was, they wanted to change it up because if you wanted the uh, the vanilla um, Fantastic Four, there were two movies before that. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to update this and basically change it, you know, put a little flavor to it. Who, who wants to tackle this? Yeah, I, I can tackle it. So, I mean, it's a good point. Um, it's a point that um, I think Marvel... Uh, is doing a good job in in general. Like if you look at the Avengers movies and like uh, Captain America, those uh, do not stick to the comics. However, they're still writing new stories that are interesting to people. I think at the end of the day, you have to write entertaining movies. And if you don't write them that are, in- if they're not entertaining, people just aren't going to watch them. That- and that's why they saw it bomb. Um, I have a I had a huge problem with uh, with Civil War and um, what was the other one? Batman vs Superman. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they because they both they didn't stick to the source. Yeah. Like they should have just called Civil War. Um, Iron Man versus Captain America. If they would just called it that, it'd be perfectly fine. Because yeah, like, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, the comics are way different, mm-hmm. and, and and they were lacking. They were missing motivation that should have been in there from the beginning, throughout the whole entire movie until the end, where I saw proper motivation on why Captain America and and you know um, Iron Man should fight. But up until then, I was like, okay, you're having an argument, but it, you shouldn't have to come to blows at this, you know. Let me just say real quickly though, for me, it's on a case by case basis. Um, I do like some of the traditional roles if the character is a superhero or a villain and iconic. And I think that's really important. You know, we all know what Superman, Batman, 
you know, Spider-Man, Captain America look like. There's 50, 60, 70 years of history there. Changing that drastically with someone's ethnicity or gender um, is typically not going to work for those known heroes or characters where, um, like with Black Panther, his ethnicity is so tied to his identity and his powers and all of that other stuff. So you can't go there with certain characters. Again, case by case, if it's like someone's girlfriend or someone's boyfriend, boss, like in Man of Steel where we had uh, Morpheus. I'm always going to call him Morpheus. (laughs) 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 I was okay with that. But but case by case, you know what I mean? And, And when it's wrong... We're going to call it out. Yeah. If you do it all right, like Iris, I'm never going to say anything bad about Iris on Flash. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so. Yeah. There is one, oh, uh, one thing, though, that no one threw a hissy fit about with the whole Spider-Man homecoming thing. Is I mean, yes, I know it's a supporting character, but still, it's the fact that... Uh, it's the blackest movie ever. <laughs> it's it's going to be the blackest movie. Like, Outside of Black Panther? Everybody except yeah, for uh, Peter Parker. It's, it's, all the cast that I've seen so far... It's all, it's all black people. Yeah. So. Well, and it's the fact that, like, as a Mary Jane, she's not white. What do you freaking do? But, like, the fact that Flash Thompson is Guatemala and nobody gives a crap. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's no, true. that's true. That's a good point. That's we, have, we have one more in the back. Um, I was sort of going to shift the topic a little bit. Have you, what do you guys, have you heard of, and if you have, what do you think of Hulu ordering the pilot for the Runaways? Ooh, I haven't heard about oh, it. I haven't heard, heard it. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. I did hear about it. That's the one with uh, Dazzler, right? Not Dazzler. No, 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 that sorceress chick. It's Mm-hmm. Pride that was we're going to basically sacrifice the earth to bring forth a new utopia, and the kids had to go and stop their parents. Right. Yeah. yeah but is yeah. one of the characters though? She's in A Force, right? Uh, yeah. She's like a sorceress or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I am vaguely aware of that. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that they were going to make it on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. 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 I definitely want to see it, and I think it'd be great for uh, teenage kids to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I think it'd be great. Watch yeah. the Netflix shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Netflix shows are great. Everybody in this room is going to be uh, watching Luke Cage at the end of this month, right? Yeah, definitely catch up. They're, you they're have great. about seventeen days. Now I got. A, I have a confession. Yeah, confession for y'all. I have not read Luke Cage. I'm not familiar with him in terms of reading. His earlier work, stuff in the seventies and whatnot, when he what? was created. Sweet Christmas. But <laughs> yeah, but this is an excellent opportunity because now it's on Netflix and it's you know going mainstream and it's going to be excellent to go back and read, see how close they are to the source material, see how they've changed things up. But you know to jump on board with uh, this exciting character who's staying true in a certain sense, hopefully to his roots. Yeah, it seems seems pretty interesting. Um, I think that's gonna actually one last thing. Um, there was some controversy with uh, Suicide Squad that came out because of um, people were saying that Harley Quinn was. They, I think they misunderstood the definition between a hero and a villain is mm. uh, because they were complaining that um, Harley Quinn was kind of like a likable character and that she that, that she shouldn't be a role model for kids. I'm like, well, she's a villain. She shouldn't be a role model for kids. And, yeah, no. But and, and I also think that um, DC they should have kind of drove that home a little more. They, there's supposed to be an abusive relationship between yeah. the Joker yeah. and Harley Quinn. I think that's something that 
they probably didn't tackle because it's controversial, mm. but it also, at the same time, it would uh, hammer home that she's not a likable character, neither is a joker. Isn't it also kind of controversial that they sexualized the crap out of her? Well, she well, sexualized she, anyway. She, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know that, but like, they showed like, the, like, they have the Harlequin costume like early in the movie, but then like she's all... I didn't mind the costume change for her, and I thought that was much ado about nothing when it comes to quote-unquote over-sexualizing her. I mean, there's no nudity in this PG-13 movie whatsoever. Yes, she's dressed in quote-unquote skimpy outfits from time to time in this, or, or for most of the movie, but at the same time, Harley uses sexuality in the comics... And in Batman, the animated series in the 90s, to achieve certain goals. So that's part of the character. You can't take that away. And I said this last night. She's one of the best female villains in the history of comics. And she just came out in the 90s with Batman, the animated series. I don't have a better female villain in Marvel or DC. I don't. So let's give some credit to her, you know what I mean? And let's see where Margot Robbie takes this role, and I'm excited and on board. Well, I think it's interesting that people will complain about the over-sexualization of a female character. Meanwhile, every single male superhero is yoked, they have skin-tight clothes on, and they have cod pieces, basically. I'm just like... Or they rip off their shirts. Yeah, and nobody really complains about that. But when it's the other way around, you know, I I think when it comes to, like, adults watching it, we should all know that, hey, um, certain characters are going to dress skimpier, and we should just accept that. And I don't think it, to me it's not a big deal. But um, and she's not a role model. So, yeah, she's not a role model. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of which, I, we we talked a little bit this about this on one of our our casts about the DC has the DC superhero girls. So it's like an animated cartoon launch platform with toys and everything. Half of the characters are villains in DC. Yeah, my and daughter was like, hold up, stop. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, why is Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn in the same room as... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, it's basically these uh, superheroes and villains in high school, like... Doing like you know cheerleading and on track and stuff like that, but yet fighting crime. But yet they're all buddy buddy and cutesy and stuff. Like no, some of these people kill like innocent people, and you're making them, promoting them to young girls to be like their heroes or, or doing good deeds, which is not true. Well, they're they're, so. they're pandering to to girls and women mm-hmm. um, in, in the worst way. Um, if you look at Young Justice, love the show. Hey, Teen Titans Go. Yeah. <laughs> and they canceled the show because they said that there was too many girls watching the show. I heard there were rumors that Netflix might pick it up. Yes, yeah, they are for season three. But I'm like, if too many, that, that is, that's not a problem to me. People are still watching your show. If there's too many girls, I don't really get the point. It's still viewers. Yeah. And I think they're really missing the, what Hollywood wants to do is they want to make things that look girly to appeal to girls. But that's not what a, a lot of gr- girls and women really want necessarily. I'm speaking as a man. <laughs> so, but I, I, know, but I know from my daughter's point of view, she loved Young Justice. And when she saw this atrocity, she was just like, what is this? Yeah. Like, that's not what she wanted. That's not a replacement or anything she wants to, to really watch. Um, last question. No, there's a, a point. Um, I know someone who works inside DC. It's true. A lot of, a lot of girls love that show. The ebb and flow and the thinking with the leadership over there, though, is that it doesn't translate into sales. For yeah. toys, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why. yeah. Because they, they have studies that show boys are more inclined to buy more toys. That's their marketing. I, you know, I think part of the problem is, which is something I talked about on the podcast a while ago, is that they're not making the more obscure female uh, toys out there. Like, you know, it's harder to find. You can do it because I've done it because I've had this argument given to me. If you're looking for uh, a female version, like say a Harley Quinn or a Poison Ivy or something like that, they're harder to find than boys' toys. Yeah. Because 
boys are buying more of the other toys, right? Yeah. But you can find them. But if your kid wants to, if your kid is looking for those, just Amazon it. You can find yeah. them. Yeah. If you don't buy them and you just buy some other toy, they're not going to get the point to where there's a demand for these other types of toys. Uh-oh. Uh, you, we said last one, but... <laughs> yeah, we, we happen to know her, so... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they're not, there doesn't need to be boys' toys and girls' toys. Ooh. Well, I'm just saying male and female, yeah. Yeah. My We're down to a literary uh, last minute. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was just going to say really quickly, coming from a male Wonder Woman fan, I completely agree and support that. You know, you like who you like in terms of characters. Uh, something appeals to you in that superhero or villain, and you want to read and watch and, you know, uh, enjoy them as much as possible. So I don't care what they're, what's under their underwear. Right. If you have a question, you can ask us up front. So we have to end the show now, though. Thank you very much, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Thank you.